Witness history this year at the French Open, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch it. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. It's three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off. We'll see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if fresh faces rise to the challenge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all goes down. Hello, 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 and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Now, I took a little bit of a hiatus after I had Madison Golden on the last episode. It was the holidays, Christmas was around, uh, you know, New Year's, and I went home for New Year's, so I was kind of busy. The tennis world really wasn't doing anything. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, the ATP Cup starts. So I took a little bit of a break. I apologize for that, but we are back in it today, and we have a ton to talk about when it comes to what's going on down under in Sydney, Australia. Now, the ATP Cup is underway. Now, we've talked about this before, some of the players and some of the teams that you should keep an eye on. Now, I think Russia is a team that you're going to have to keep an eye on in all of these type team-type country tournaments that are going on around the world there's more than one now the davis cup you got uh you know you got the atp cup now and then sometimes in the labor cup when you go world versus europe stuff like that whenever russia is involved now because of the power that they have you're going to have to keep an eye on them now this year they do have daniel medvedev that is playing in the atp cup but there's some other solid teams in this you look at canada they got felix Yassim and Denis Shapovalov. And then you look at Team Italy. It's got Berrettini, and it's got Sinner. And then you look at Germany. It's got Zverev. It's got Struff. And then you look at Great Britain, and you have, you know, Daniel Evans and Cam Norrie, who got Most Improved Player of the Year um, for the ATP Awards. So you have all these players that are playing in this tournament, and it's a great turnout. Now, Serbia backed out because Novak Djokovic backed out, really, so they're not in that, and I'm going to get into that later on in this episode because uh, Novak could really have an episode to himself, everything that's going on with that dude right now. But nevertheless, I think it's been a great tournament. What I think, USA is in this tournament as well. They got Taylor Fritz and such. Now, let me get to the groups that are in there. Now, some of these groups are good. Group A, it's got Spain, Chile, Serbia, and Norway. Now, Serbia's still in it, but they're not really a contender because Novak Djokovic isn't playing. Uh, then in Group B, you have Russia, Australia, Italy, and France. That is a hard group. Australia's got Alex de Manure, who is is playing great tennis, and uh, he loves playing in this tournament. I think the Aussies really love having him in this tournament. But you look at Russia, who's obviously really good with Daniel Medvedev, Australia with de Manure, and then Italy that has Berrettini and Sinner. That's a really hard group in Group B. Group C is USA, and then it's Great Britain, Germany, and Canada. That's also a really good group. USA is led by Taylor Fritz. Then you go to Great Britain, like I just said, Daniel Evans, Cam Norrie. Germany's got Struff, and it's got Alexander Zverev. And then Canada, that has FAA and Chapo. And then you go to Group D, Argentina, Poland, Greece, and Georgia. I don't even really know what's going on in that. Um, I think when it, it comes to Argentina, you have um, 
you have Diego Schwartzman, and when you have Greece, you have uh, Sitsipas. Other than that, Group B and Group C are difficult. Right now in the lead as of um, about midday on Tuesday, it's Spain, Russia, Argentina, and USA that are in the lead as far as going into the Final Four. So we'll continue to keep an eye on this tournament as we move forward here. USA, really, I think they do have a good chance to come out of Group C. Um, they beat Canada, which I thought was a great win for Team USA because of the star power that Canada has. But I think getting out of Group C with Britain, Germany, Canada, and USA is going to be really hard. I believe Germany just beat USA. Uh, that's going to be a really hard to get a group out of. Argentina, I believe, won't really slow down in groups. Group D. I expect them to win that. Spain, I expect them to win Group A just because between Chile, Serbia, and Norway, they don't really have anybody else left in that group other than Spain. But the Russian group, I think Italy could really make a run for and beat Russia. That'll be uh, interesting to watch moving forward going on in the ATP Cup. I think the ATP Cup is a fantastic tournament. I'm a big fan of the ATP Cup just because of how it's ran and it starts the season. Prior to the ATP Cup, there wasn't, you know, they were had the the Adelaides and the Sydneys and the Melbourne one and Melbourne two tournaments that would kind of kick off the season leading into the Aussie Open. But I think this is a more fun way to start every season every year. It gets it gets guys kind of out of their comfort zone playing for a team, and it really warms them up in the heat of competition for the Aussie Open that's coming later this month in January. I'm a big fan of the ATP Cup. It's just another way to put the team aspect into tennis. And to be honest. This year with COVID still happening and everything still going on, it probably was a little nerve-wracking getting all these players into Australia. But, 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 we are having a tournament in Australia. We're having all the tournaments in Australia. And as of now, everything's going on as planned. If you remember last year during this podcast and last year during the Aussie Open, there was a lot of drama, a lot of things going on. But this year, everything seems to be going uh, from the outside looking in. It seems to be going okay and players seem to be okay with how things are going over there when it comes to vaccinations and everything else that's happening we will get to that much later in this podcast but for right now the ATP Cup it's up and running we're right in the middle of it when this podcast drops and keep an eye on it because we'll definitely touch on it next week now just a second ago I did mention Melbourne 1 and Melbourne 2 that was because of COVID last year I believe it's Adelaide 1 Adelaide 2 happening in Australia right now now Adelaide 1 you're looking at the tournament here, and Guillaume Monfils is the one seed. You got guys in it like uh, Lorenzo Musetti, Tommy Paul, Francis Tiafo, a pair of Americans. Uh, Thanis Kakanakis played John Millman. He almost got well, or player comeback player of the year last year. Um, he actually beat Millman in the first round. That's a good win for him. Uh, Nishioka's in this tournament. Uh, who else is it? Uh, Marin Cilic, who had a good win at the end of last year. Stevie Johnson, and then uh, Karen Hachinov. So there's some all right players in this tournament, uh, but they choose to play in Adelaide One rather than going to the ATP Cup, which I respect. But also, I think the ATP Cup is a little bit more uh, fun. I don't know how else to put it. I, I do like the ATP Cup. Now, Melbourne Somerset is also going on another ATP 250 at the same time. This has a little bit more star power in it. It's got Rafael Nadal playing in it. Paparin is playing in it. D David Goffin is playing in it. Uh, Jordan Thompson, the Aussies playing in it. Uh, Mackenzie McDonald, the American that kind of came out of nowhere last year, played really well. You got Andy Murray, Grigor Dimitrov. 
Uh, and then Riley Opelka is the two seed. Well, the one seed's Rafa and the two seed's Riley Opelka. That's kind of wild. Anyway, this is a Melbourne 250 event. This is another event, pretty a more popular event happening, I believe, on the site of the Aussie Open right now. And it is a little bit more popular of an, of an event than what is exactly going on in Adelaide right now and also in Sydney with the ATP Finals. I think the big draw, especially for a tournament of this stature, um, the Melbourne tournament, is you're already in Melbourne. So I think some of these players just want to spend more time in Melbourne and practicing and playing on the actual courts they'll be playing on when the Australian Open comes around. So I think that's a big draw for some of these tournaments, and I completely understand that Rafael Nadal wants to just play more tournaments in Melbourne and not travel all around uh you know, Australia before coming to Melbourne and playing the Aussie Open. Now, there are a few more tournaments, a couple more ATP 250s that are happening before the Aussie Open. You look at Adelaide 2 is going on, and that's going to stay in Adelaide. And then uh, the Sydney Tennis Classic in Sydney is also happening. So Aussie Open starts on the 30th of January, and that's going to be a big draw this year. And while we're on the topic, we might as well get into... Uh, if the best player in the world is going to be at that tournament. Now, this is what happened. Uh, Novak Djokovic pulled out of the ATP Cup. Everyone was kind of concerned, not not concerned, but uh, kind of in the dark about whether he was going to be playing in the Aussie Open because of the vaccination status. You have to be vaccinated. He you know, was kind of well-known for not being vaccinated. But here is what it kind of came down to, and this actually happened uh, not too long ago on Tuesday morning. Now, uh, it said he will compete in the Aussie Open, and he is on his way to Australia uh, at the moment this release was sent out. Now, it said he applied for a medical exemption, and it was granted through a rigorous review process involving two separate independent panels of medical experts. Um, it said, you know, all these people are part of this examination. Uh, and then it says the medical exemption, please see further below. Uh, COVID-19 protocol or vaccination protocols for the Aussie Open include the process for players seeking medical exemptions have been finalized by the Victorian Department of Health and Tennis Australia. I'm not exactly sure which one uh, gave the exemption to him. Uh, it says Craig Tiley uh, said players, fans and staff, the Australian Australian Open must be fully vaccinated unless there's a genuine reason why an exemption should be granted. Now, he also said in a quote, fair and independent protocols were established for assessing medical exemption applications that will enable us to ensure Australian Open 2022 is safe and enjoyable for everybody. Central to this process was that the decisions were made by independent medical experts and that every applicant was given due consideration. Now, to be honest, I just really hope this is true. I really do. Right now in the tennis world, you have the whole uh, Peng Shai thing going on, and obviously the Australian government, the Chinese government, much different, <laughs> much different things. Um, and the world of tennis is a crazy one, and these are two totally different topics. But I think right now there is a trust issue in tennis. Now, he is known as the king of Melbourne for a reason. Novak Djokovic is known the king of Melbourne and the king of uh, the Australian Open for a reason because he's won so many of these tournaments and he's so dominant when he plays down under. Now, I'm hoping his medical exemption is real and true, and I do think it is. Um, I don't think they take 
they take this lightly, uh, especially the Australian government and especially the protocols in Australia. But you got to also look at the money side of it when it when it goes to how much money are we losing if the best player in the world doesn't show up at our tournament because he doesn't have a vaccination. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is what if what would Novak would have done if they didn't give him the medical exemption? Would he had to get the vaccine because he wanted to play in this tournament so bad? Or would he just not get the vaccine and not play in this tournament, um, which would give him, you know, one less shot at having another Grand Slam? And I think he, you know, wants to have the Grand Slam total numbers. So a lot to look into, a lot to think about. Um, I, I do hope it's real. I do hope that it is uh, that it is, you know, a real genuine, valid medical exemption. And by the way, they've worded it in this press release. It sounds like it absolutely is. Um, but I think, you know, people that have questions about this have valid concerns about um, the legitimacy of it. Uh, I see both sides, but from what the Australian Open is saying and from how serious the Australian Open or the Australian government has taken this issue from day one, um, I don't see how there's any loopholes in this at all. Um, that's all I'm going to really say about this topic. I don't really want to get way too into it because you can get down conspiracy holes and other rabbit holes that really aren't uh, – worth anybody's time at this moment. So uh, a couple other things I do want to talk about. Caroline Wozniacki, who a former world number one, retired to have a baby. She's only like 30 years old or 31 years old. She was spotted back on a tennis court, which is very interesting. Uh, after nearly two years, she was back on the court doing something. And that's really good to see whether she comes back or not. But I think a lot of people thought, you know, we everyone knew she wanted to start a family. She was pretty ver- uh, vocal about that. And so if she actually left to start a family and now she want to get back into it, very interesting. I think a lot of people would support that because I think she has a lot of fans out there and a lot of people like her. Now, remember when I said Rafael Nadal was returning to play in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, he was. And so was a lot of other players in the world, and they all ended up pretty much getting COVID, unfortunately. Uh, Abu Dhabi happened just before the turn of the year, and the sixth person to get tested positive for COVID-19 that was in Abu Dhabi was Andre Rublev. Nadal, Shapovalov, Radu Kanu, uh, Jabir, and Belinda Bencic all tested positive for covid after leaving Abu Dhabi. There was kind of a little bit of a hot spot there, to be honest, but they seem to all be healthy and safe, which is a really good thing. And like I said, Nadal's been practicing. He's playing in Melbourne right now, and that was just kind of a freak accident thing that happened. But it's good to get everybody healthy. Hopefully everyone can stay healthy and stay good right before the Australian Open happens in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited for 2022 on this podcast. I'm really excited for 2022 and the world of tennis, and we have a lot more to talk about next week. Obviously, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. 2021 was amazing on the pod. I loved it. Um, We're kind of going into year, what would this be? One, two, uh, probably year three of me doing this podcast, and it has been amazing. Uh, it's It's been awesome, and I think 2022 has a lot of good things ahead of us right here on Believe in the ATV Tour. Appreciate you listening. Stay safe. Ozzy opens around the corner. Buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.